0: Daco, brother. It's the last day, the last day of the Sydney Autumn Carnival. Um, still some good horses getting around. We've got the Triple Crown. Fireburn is attempting to win the Triple Crown for the first time. I think the Triple Crown's been won in 20 odd years. So massive moment. First of all, tell me, it's Easter.
1: How are you? Beautiful, mate. The long weekend. We're obviously gearing up for a, a later in the week episode this week. So hope all the punters are ready for a big one tomorrow. But there's a little bit of air of finality about tomorrow, isn't there? It's sort of the end of the autumn carnival for Sydney. They start to move off into Adelaide and Queensland and elsewhere. So I think uh, this is where the punters are looking to step in and cash in.
0: For sure. There's, there's four group threes in Sydney at Randwick. And then we've got two, two pretty reasonably quality group ones. I thought, I thought the all-aged field was actually a pretty good one. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. It's a lot of Doncaster horses meeting those sort of middle distances. It's a nice 1,400-metre race. A lot of shorties at Ramwick too, which I'm not, I'm not surprised that because a lot of these horses miss the, the main, main sort of races in the carnival and been saved for sort of some softer kills, but we will roll into it. So race three, we see our first shorty. So we'll start at race three at Ramwick, 2000 meter, three year old group three, pretty smart one in straight Aaron. It's top of the market, $1.75. I don't even, I'm not going to go through the rest because oh, unfortunately I can't find something to beat
1: straight Aaron. I can't find one to beat him either. I don't think there's too much need to um, spend too much time on this race here. And a bit of news I saw this week, the horse has actually been sold uh, to go overseas. So this could be his last start in Australia. could be a little, little bit of a swan song. Obviously, a Chris Waller horse that's super lightly raced and got a lot of talent. Showed an exceptional turn of foot on the wet track last start. And I, th- I expect it to, to do the same here, even from the white gate. Just want to touch on Lukey Luke. So it's second favourite. It's so obviously really, really young,
0: like a lot of these horses are, but it's been reasonably impressive in its two two or three wins so far. It's had a win by four and a half lengths and then a win by one, albeit made in, in class one company. But when you're you're a horse that's only had four or five starts, trained by Gwendolyn Markle, who I who I rate quite highly as a trainer, wouldn't be surprised to see it run a good race. But uh,
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Lukey Luke's another one that's that's a a lightly raced horse as well. And the big advantage for that horse, it's had a run at 2000 and staying at the 2000, whereas straight Aaron has to rise in trip and elevate.
0: Do we want to jump in at $1.75 though?
1: I'd like to see something a little bit more digestible. And that's my favorite word um, going forward for horses around this mark. So at this stage, it's a non-bet for me.
0: I want to come back to race four. So let's, let's roll straight over to race five. Now, Race Five's a, a three-year-old Phillies group three. It's over $1,400. And so we see Espiona. So she's back. They've opened dollar eighty. So they've basically come out and said, look, we're not going to give you a price about her. I've got a query about this wet ground for her. I'm, I'm not sure if I want to be taking dollar eighty. I think she'll soften late. There's a couple I like, but opinions, Espiona?
1: Yeah, look, I've sort of followed her most of the way through her campaign. And you're spot on when she say that she just doesn't enjoy that heavy going. I've been keeping an eye on the radar and and we obviously had a really nice day today and and yesterday as well. Are we starting to dare to say soft seven s six? Are we starting to to dream here and go, are we potentially looking at a soft deck? Oh, I think all be it like, yes, weather's been great. I'd love it to be soft seven. I think
0: even if it is a soft seven by race five, this ground could be glue, like
1: genuine gluggy shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree. I was just sort of getting a little bit carried away there, just looking at the sunshine and staring off into the distance a bit. But look, I agree. I think there's been enough track traffic on this uh, track as well for it to be chopped up, you know, regardless of whether we get another good day tomorrow when there's a little bit of drying there. I still think it's going to be very gluey, as you say, but I can't find one to beat Espiona. Um, I know that she doesn't go the best on those heavy decks, but she's clearly the horse with the best talent. The bookies have been very gutless here, and they haven't given us any chocolates to play with whatsoever. So I'm just going to hold back for now. I have a good opinion that the horse will drift, and we might get some black odds a little bit closer to jump time, um, and we'll sort of see what we can do at this at uh, this point of the day. But I know you're pretty keen on one as well at, at some nice juicy odds as well, Ned. Yeah, top weight. So Festival dancer first up for this prep traditionally it
0: hasn't gone that great first up but they've actually given her a bit of a wind up this horse. So it's had two trials leading in. Um, It has drifted a little bit in the market since they've opened, but I'm I'm actually not going to be too deterred. 1400 first up, it races on the pace. So it's got that really nice racing pattern that we know, I reckon over the last few weeks, if you didn't already realize that on pace horses automatically have an advantage, the last two weeks have been proof in the pudding for that. Like, it doesn't matter how bad the track is. If you have a nice tra- racing pattern, you're always a chance. I think $15, $3.50 the place. I'd probably rather play that each way than, than Espiona. I just want to mention six and five. So Com- Comrade Rosa and Party for one, they're both coming out of that Godolphin-owned race, that her- the race that Heresy won. And they're both nice, nice runs, those two. So wouldn't be surprised to see them run well. But Espiona, hard to beat, but definitely the play for me, festival dancer race six tab hallmark um, sees one of your favorites running around I know this is a horse that you hold pretty close to heart big parade they both opened the dollar 80 there old mate Kementari 750 next line count the rupee gem song and Quantico they're sort of the horses in the market and Signor Fox it's actually a handy race it's a, it's a set weights it's group three big parade gets 58. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it is definitely a handy race. And horses like Kementari are obviously well-performed over their career. But <laughs> this, this, this horse is big parade we're talking about here. This horse is just at the absolute peak of his powers at the moment. They resumed him in the Galaxy where he was very good behind Shelby 66. Looked like he was a massive chance to win. But obviously just... Little bit of condition gave way first up, so I'm happy to butter up with him here. I know he's short again, and the bookies haven't really given us much to play with for a lot of these races over the day. But I think he's a horse that's well and truly on target for the Everest. He's going to get this lead by himself. Uh, he's much better at 1200, so he resumed 1100. He's fitter, he's rock hard, he's going to get this map all to himself. I think he's you know very, very hard to beat. He had fifty seven and a half
0: in a galaxy and has run a super super race behind Shelby sixty six, who's arguably, and it pains me a little bit to say, it, but arguably the probably the find of the find of the autumn. So it's got to be the right form. I think $1.80 is great. We did mention our old mate Kementari. Um, it appears as though that they're prepping this horse for for a Queensland campaign again, which he sort of has attacked the last few preparations. First up, last prep knocked off Sutori, soft ground. Then towards the end of the prep, heavy ground beats a horse named Kiku. Handy form. If he brings something like that, I think I see him running the Quinella.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think you just got a special. You got a special case somewhere in there. You just got to throw him in. Like you just can't leave him out. He's a horse that can do not much for two or three starts, and all of a sudden come out and brain them. So i have just t- for tomorrow for the purposes of betting. I'm happy to risk him just on the basis of him being first up, and I know there's targets down the track.
0: Hopefully we're not eating our words. I'm probably going to steer away from you as well. I just don't like him being in my bed sleep. There you go. I feel like it curses my phone. Race seven, JRA Plate. They've gone around with this ice bath again. She's 310, so clear class of the field. 310, Polly Gray's 480, known wet tracker. Then Maroney, who's sort of that New Zealand horse that's come across. Frosty gets the ride too. It's 480 as well. Maximal Brutality. They're sort of coming out of similar form races as well. I know you're very keen on this horse, and I want to give you the floor here, but I just want to say really quickly Ice Bath is not a horse that I can put my trust into anymore, but try and convince me otherwise.
1: I'm going to give her one more go, Ned, and she's very close to that uh, area of the kitchen that we always talk about that's sort of close to getting thrown in the recycling bin. She's close. The
0: Uncle Toby's muesli bar box. The Uncle
1: Toby's, the, the Friday night's um, Thai food. All right, so she's very close to being there. So I'm almost in your camp. I'm giving her one more crack. Her her campaign's been faultless, especially when you look at her last two starts. This is a massive step down in class. She's run third in back-to-back runs on heavy decks. Yes, she's got to rise up in trip to 2,000 metres here. I don't see this as a disadvantage because this is a race that looks to be sort of an even tempo. There's not a whole lot of pace happening here. Um, And she's just going to sit probably, you know, a little bit worse than midfield. I know that she can find a way to get beat the story's always come out. She's always the bridesmaid being second and third, but you look at it, she's run third in a Doncaster and third in a queen of the turf in back to back weeks. So this is the third week in a row on the backup. There's no horses that um, are in this race that challenge her on talent. If we look at talent alone, she's rock hard fit. She just needs to handle the trip. We know she loves the heavy going. She was one of the only horses to make up ground as well. If you look at the day over the, over the course of the day, last time at Randwick, Horses just were not making ground, but Ice Bath just powered through the line, and I'm happy to be with her. And I think that price there of 320 or whatever we can get on Saturday is just chocolate.
0: 2000 first time as well. There, this horse is it's showing signs that it can run 2000, so you'd like to think that it'll get the trip. I'd like to see her be ridden a little bit closer, just considering that step up in trip. Maybe she, she being a couple pairs closer would be good for her. I just. I can't do it to myself, Jacko. I actually can't. I can't have another good run. Like, you look at her form now. She's 31 starts for four wins and 13 bridesmaids. So, uh, I wish you luck. I wish you luck. And if any punters want to follow Jacko in, he's, he's on a heater at the moment. So, get involved. Bit of ice bath action. Um, Going to go to race nine as well. So, I'll leave the two group one races just for, for after this. So race nine is a benchmark 100. We love these benchmark 100s, don't we? Bro? Just <laughs> call it a listed race. We go like, what is a benchmark 100? It's just, oh, it's daft. Anyway, our Playboy's top of the market, 370 with Taxu. Taxu's had a great prep and gets 51 kilos in this race. ExoBoom, another smart one, 550. to 550 as well. Then Marley M- Ston, that's a mouthful. It looks like Male Ston, but it's Marley Ston, six bucks. And Cry Dearest, Arkado's also there at nines. Tough race to pick a winner, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Tough race. It's a capacity field. You don't know what the map's going to do either. There's plenty of horses that can roll forward and try and control. I think Taxu will be close enough and the front man's got a bit of speed as well as Ashman and both those horses have drawn wide. So I do think the pace is going to be on and that does set it up for a horse like our Playboy. It's a horse with really nice ability. Um, I think it's still on the up. I don't know if I want to really step in on Saturday and have a crack, but I'll definitely be on it and want to be on it if the horse does manage to get over the line. So I just think it's a horse that's um, advantaged at 1,400. He's 1,500 back to 1,400. Really nice form lines as well. It's run behind Mr. Mozart, who's now backing up in an all-age stakes this week. And the start before that, it's running behind Kiss on All Four Cheeks. And we know the opinion we've got of that horse. So for me, that's the best form lines coming through. And I'd be happy to be with it in a sort of reduced capacity. I'm not going to step in and go, this is my best, but I want to be with this horse in case it, it, it does flash home.
0: For sure. I can see why. J tick as well. I'm going to go with one that gets eight kilos off it. And that's the, the same price. And I think you can make a good case for both. But so Taxu, I think, sets up really well, it gets seriously 50 kilos in this race. It's the bottom weight. We know this horse loves the mud, absolutely loves it, has had a fantastic preparation. This Benchmark 100 beckons, though, like, can it make the next step? <laughs> can it make the big step to the Benchmark 100 club? And just want to give a little bit of a push to our mate, Art Cadeau. We tipped him, well, gave a little nice push for him last start, and I thought he was really, really good first up. He loves the mud as well, and he's about that 9 $10 mark, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a, a bit of a cheeky race. On to race 10, um, so before we, we, we could cover those Group 1 races, we've got a Benchmark 88, so we're going down in class from our glorified Benchmark 100. Mounties is 390 at the top with April Rain there next is fives. Catalan, six. Starman, 750. Lancaster, at 850. And the rest are double figures. Just an awkward race to finish the day, but I like April Rain. Did you like anyone?
1: I wasn't going to have a bet here um, unless I've had nine, 10 beers and I don't know where I am. You know, you start looking in the bet slip then, but look for me, I thought Mountside was the most likely winning chance, but do I want to have a bet? It's a messy race. As you said, it's also a messy map. I'm staying well out of this and waiting for the best Western at this stage. There
0: you go. Oh, the best Western. You get me very excited, Jacko. Very excited. Um, I'm just going to have a small play on April, April rain. It's first up, um, had a lot of, have a lot of time for this horse. It, it's, Hasn't formed a winning record or anything like that, but I just think it's a horse destined for some things and anything with Walla, those colours, it's just, I don't know, always something. End of the carnival, he always finds one. Let's go through these group ones. So this is really exciting, not from a betting point of view, but from a, from a racing point of view. We've got a horse going for the triple crown and if you don't know what the triple crown is, it's the three big two-year-old races in Sydney over the, over the autumn. So you've obviously got um, the slipper, then the Sires, and now we've got the Champagne Stakes. So Fireburn is a dollar forty and she's going for it. You pick up an extra six hundred grand if you find a way to win this race. She's a dollar forty. She's extreme who she ran second, a pretty gallant second to her the other day, but just couldn't keep up. Williamsburg nine. And let's roll the dice as 14. So they got a six horse field. She probably wins.
1: Yeah, she's certainly the most likely winning chance. The only challenge for her is to handle the sixteen hundred. That's the only challenge. For all of these horses, it's their first look at the mile and you just never know when the two-year-olds have had enough. So even a horse of this potential in this class, they can always get to a point in their campaign where they just don't have any condition left and they might just be able to give out. So with that being said, yes, there's a lot of respect given to Fireburn. She's obviously the best horse in this race, but from a little betting perspective and, and where the money's going, I'm happy to have a little play on the top weight here. Let's roll the dice. So I'll be rolling the dice on the weekend. Damien Lane sticks. He's riding in sale today. He's coming back for a few rides tomorrow. So I'm really happy to see this partnership again with Damien Lane and O'Brien. I just think they're a lethal partnership. And I always take note whenever these um, partnerships do form. And the horse ran really well. It came out of that She's Extreme and Fireburn race. Just took a really long time to wind up. If you go back and watch the run, he could have actually followed uh, Fireburn in the run and been a little bit closer and it wouldn't have been a five length margin. Not saying the horse would have gone on to challenge Fireburn, but the horse was winding up late and just had to check off heels and go to the outside and really flash home. So I think the horse is going to be the most advantage going up to the mile. Does it have enough class to beat Fireburn? Well, you'd have to take you know, the, the gamble that Fireburn is not going to turn up and she's had the end of her prep, but I'm happy to have a small little play on let's roll the dice.
0: I agree. I saw the race very similarly. You get, what, 25 times the price for Let's Roll the Dice. I thought he smashed the line over 1,400. It screamed 1,600 metres to me. I think it's the wrong odds. I think $14 is, is well over the odds. Then race eight. So we've got the, the All Age, which traditionally becomes this race where TJ horses, so the 1,200 metre horses and then the Doncaster horses sort of meet. And that's pretty much what we found here, maybe more on the side of the Doncaster. This year, they've prepped a very, very good field. You know, you've got, so Forbidden Loves 480 in the Congo. off What to the eye seemed like not a great run behind Mazu, but it was a really, really good run. I don't think the way they ran that race was actually suited to him. Mwanga, your old mate, five bucks. And sadly, this is Tafane's last run. So she's going to be retiring after this race. She's 10 bucks, Cascadian 12s, Ellsberg 13s, Nimalee coming off her group one win 13s. Sierra Sue's 15s, over past 17s. You get going. Like, Shelby's 20 to 1 in this race. So did you find it pretty hard to assess? Because there's a lot of different form lines coming in, a lot of horses coming back in trip. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a cracking race. And there are, you know, heaps of form lines and, and horses with winning form as well, which is always a great sign of a, of a depth and, and class in the race. So, But I didn't find it hard at all, Ned, because I'm going one-in-one one out here. And that's my old mate, Moanga. I just think this is a, a race that's... um. Presented to him. He's had a little bit of an interrupted campaign. He was obviously scratched from the George Rider with a bit of an elevated temperature. They've given the horse a little bit of time to get over it. He's had a little freshen up. His resumption was just super behind Sierra Sioux, uh, that was at Caulfield and just got a really long way back. And, and Jamie Carr just took a really long time to wind him up. He's a horse that you really need to be into from the sort of six, seven hundred and just let him <laughs> really attack the line and I think Tommy Berry's worked the horse out. I think Nisha, more importantly, has worked the horse out as well. You need to keep the horse fresh. He's not a horse that can back up week after week, especially on heavy decks, um, and just expect him to run well all the time. I think you've got to map out clear targets for him and make sure he's going in fresh. And that's exactly the setup he gets on the weekend. I think he does get in the back half of the field. I've got, you know, I'm pretty high level of confidence that that that's where he'll be. I hope that Tommy Berry can have him a little bit further forward, maybe a couple of pairs further forward than we normally see him. I just think he's the horse that, for me, is the most likely winning chance. He's got the best 600 meter sprint and capability of all of these horses. I've got to pay respect to Forbidden Love. She's back in trip. She loves the heavy going. Um, Bowman sticks again. Another partnership there that you know is almost faultless. So you have to pay respect there. But Mawanga for me is the one. It's it's almost a, a kitchen sink job at this stage. Bang, you love the horse. I hope he runs well. He, he, he's due for a win, especially... I think we spoke
0: about potentially this horse not being quite up to the elite level group ones, but this appears to be a nice sort of level group one for him. Um, I can't knock him, but I can't be with him. I would have liked in the Congo, but I feel like there's a, a fair bit of speed in this race. So I don't know if he's going to be able to control it the way that he wants to, but maybe he will. I just can't go past Forbidden Love. This is her distance, 1,400. Gets a heavy track, four eighty. They've given us like she started three dollars ten in a Doncaster. We we that day knocked her. We said sixteen hundred met it, it'd see her out. She got to the fifteen hundred and she, she was still in front. So I think coming back to fourteen hundred, Huey's found a really nice affiliation with the horse. I, I think she's a very very good winning chance. And if it was a dry track, I'd reckon the swan song for for Tafane would have been would have been happening. I think she's a. She would have been a really big chance in this race. I just can't have her on that really, really heavy ground. There's a few good races in Melbourne as well, mate. Don't forget about that. And I don't worry, I haven't forgotten about your little thing over in the West. I haven't forgotten about that. I'm getting pretty toey for it too. Race six, Bill Collins. So we're flipping over to Caulfield now, if you've got the best bets out or whatever you've got. So it's a Phillies and Mares benchmark 84. Jump the broom. So this horse is unbeaten. Um, it's, it's trained by Hawks. It's four from Four. Picket Fence keeps growing. We love a Picket Fence. We love a story. It's two thirty. Chassis is five bucks. Juan Davis six fifty. Forever free, and the rest are, are double figures. It's not an exciting race, but I think the top two or three in the market could be something.
1: Yeah, I think I think Chassis is probably the one to be with for me. It's it's a horse that's um for the most of its career it's had a lot of the best form, and um you know running behind horses like Bella Nipotina, which is superb form, and that's a horse that's only won as as recent as. Um, over the last couple of weeks. So I think chassis is a horse that you, you just have to be with, especially at that price at $5. We always talk about these trainers, Maran and Eustace, they're just freaks. They're, they're fast turning into the the Chris Waller of, of today's racing and no slide on Waller. He's still the top dog at the moment, but these guys are on the up and I think everyone can take notice of where these guys are coming from. So chassis for me would be my main bet. The other one I just want to make a little touch on is Miss Albania. The horse had a bit of a layoff, um, came back off a sort of five or six month break and resumed really well up the straight behind Express Pass. Did start sort of decent odds that day as well. And they've come up with some really juicy odds again today. Had a change of trainer as well. So I hope they've had enough time to work this horse out. I think it's a horse that can progress and will definitely improve second up at 1100 here.
0: Go super for second up as well. It's two from two when doing so. I think that Express Pass form is pretty handy form as well. So I can see why you're making a case. I'm also with chassis, gets a two kilo claim. So just 59 kilos, like it's run probably at a 0.2 of a length at Caulfield over over a different distance, but uh, that's got to be the form for me. Like jump the broom, you've got a progressive type coming out of a benchmark 78. I'm going to take the, probably the double the price with chassis and have a little play there. Race seven, this is the Easter egg cup. Um, sorry, the Easter cup. I, I'm just thinking about all those eggs I'm going to eat.
1: Not just there, Ned. We're not almost
0: there. <laughs> You're not wrong either. But we should have had a little, could have had a little bowl of Easter eggs here. It would have been enjoyable. Honda's <laughs> is 320. Grand Slam sevens. Zaydani tens. I'm not going to keep going because defibrillates longer. And if I mention his name, I don't want you to go, oh,
1: actually, defibrillates him because you love that horse. No, I, 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 I'm getting shivers every time I hear the horse's name now. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's past Uncle
0: Toby's box, mate. He's not even in, he's not on the kitchen bench. He's, he's well, yeah, he's he, taken he, up. He's at the Hornsby Dump at the moment. <laughs> they, they should be like. Pondus is 320. Crystal Pegasus is the horse that knocked it off. And he was fancied that day. It was a $2 shot. Crystal Pegasus is, was rated a $6 chance in a Sydney Cup. And I think would have run a really good race had the track not defied it. Back to 2,000 for Pondus, gun trip. I'm a massive, massive fan of this horse. I just think it shapes up so well for him.
1: Yeah, I, I can't find one to beat him. The horse's rock hard fit. And as he said, probably his biggest advantage on Saturday will be coming back in trip, those 400 metres. So it's, he's got the best form. Crystal Pegasus is a horse that, as he touched on, started really short in the Sydney Cup and Look to be a really good chance and probably would have gone closer to winning if it drew closer to the inside so that's the form to be with 2000 is this horse's pet trip I I think they've probably realized now that he's not an out and out stayer and he's more of a middle distance horse the map is really good for him as well he's obviously got that middle draw and can sort of just slot in maybe three pairs back Um, if they get any further uh, back than that I think there can be a few concerns around are they going to get the clear clear air but all things being equal, and if the horse can get a nice and fair run through the field, I think it's just going to be super hard to beat.
0: Now, we've really only run through these last couple races at Caulfield to make sure that we get to this big mega, this announcement that we're making because we like a horse in race eight. It's the Ned's Victoria Handicap. Ayrton's back, so we really like this horse as well. Genuinely got some serious ability, trained by Price. It's 280 but we're going to go down $4.60 they've given us Jacko for kiss on kiss on all four cheeks, 56 and a half kilos and Blake McDougall. How much do we like this horse?
1: Oh mate, like this is for me, this is the the best bet of the day, potentially the best bet of the entire weekend. We've obviously got a lot of racing, you know, even as we talk, there's a bit of good Friday racing happening at sales. So there's enough racing around, but for me, this is, this is the bet of the next three or four days, potentially for the, for the rest of the carnival. So to come up with four dollars, four dollars fifty here, um, I just can't work that out. I think they've truly, truly missed this horse. They're paying too much respect to Ayrton here, and I, I do concede that it's a nice horse, but it's a horse that you can't really trust, especially first up off a nice long break. There's horses in here that have rock hard fit. They've had runs on the board and they're just ready to go. And as you touched on, the booking of Blake McDougal gets me very, very toey. Um, he's a very underrated jockey and he's going to suit this horse really well because he's very strong and and really gets to exert the best out of his horses. But this is a horse that flopped last start and um, it was in a really hot Doncaster. They had to throw out the stumps. Unfortunately, the the track came up really, really heavy and you and I have obviously had a lot to say about how heavy those tracks were and how chopped up they were and simply, and not a lot of horses got their chances. So kiss on all four cheeks falls in that basket. And I'm more than happy to forgive that run. They've worked out that the horse does not go get through wet going. So that's fine. Bringing back over to Melbourne, we obviously saw that super run uh, at Flemington where absolutely gave them a spanking job. And there's, this is obviously a little bit of a step up in class. So that's the one knock. But man, I can't find any knocks in this horse outside of that. The horse is going to be midfield again, similar to the race before with Pondus. It's got a nice middle draw. You can sort of slot in where you need to. You can follow the right horses as well. So Bermudez and I am Superman are probably a couple of horses that you might want to be following it's going to be close enough and the horse is just going to be so hard to beat on the weekend. And yeah, I definitely think it's a kitchen sink job.
0: Enough said for me, kissing all four cheeks. I'm very, very keen also. I love that they're just, they've just gone, you know what? We're not going to run you in an all age. We're not going to keep you up on those heavy tracks. Let's, let's go and get a group three wind down South on some drier ground. So yep. I couldn't be, couldn't be happier. I love the, love the jockey booking as well. Here we go. So, <clears throat> Got to clear the throat for this. A couple of weeks back, we've tipped us into a running double. And this, we're talking about the gravel track. We're talking about over at Ascot, 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 whatever you want to call it. Tipped us into a running double, $4.40. Pff, bang, too easy. The following week, you go, you know what? There's two horses that are both in the market. One's two bucks, one's 250. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take the 250, bang, wins by four. What? have you got for us this week for this Best Western?
1: Boys, we are going all the way to the last race on the card at Ascot this week. And I'll have a little spiel about the track again. So they're running today, Ned. As we speak, they're running at Ascot today and they're expected to back up 24 hours later. And you're telling me it's not gravel. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. You've never seen any other track, like maybe Happy Valley over in Hong Kong somewhere, but that's, that's just tarmac as well. So ascot is a gravel track let's just get it established you can't run two days in a row on the same track or 60 weeks in a row for the you know same track good four good three every single week but boys we're going all the way to the last we're going wider this week so we're not going for a little two dollar shot or you know a little multi with a couple of horses that are nice and tomato sauce but we're going number three here in the last at ascot we're going alien from mars our boy chris parnham He has been on an absolute heater. He's riding winners through midweeks. He's riding winners on Saturdays. On Sundays, you're seeing him pop up. The man is a freak. He hasn't let us down as of yet. And, you know, more to the point as well, he's had the last couple of starts on this horse has been absolutely super rides. Now, the horse has a booming finish on its day, but you have to get it clear running. That's the biggest advantage this horse needs to have. He's going to settle last. There's going to be a few heart attack moments. You know, most of the time at Ascot, you do need to be near the speed. But with this particular race, there's two favorites that are hard in the market, and they're both going to go forward. So I'm taking the position that they're going to chomp each other's heads off. We're going to be smoking the cigar at the back. Christy Parnham will present this horse when needed. It's not a massive field. There's only 10 runners. Get him to the outside and watch him go bang. Best Western boys. Give it strength.
0: Alien from Mars, number three, and that's race nine. So, gee, 702 that'll be. So... Plenty of time, let the beers simmer, launch into the best Western. We're going for three weeks in a row. We're going for the best Western trifecta. Jacko, I, we we gave this horse enough of a wrap. I think it's fair to say it's our best bet for the weekend, kiss on all four cheeks
1: in the in the eighth or ninth at Caulfield. Absolutely. I'm happy to be her with her. It's a, it's a filly on the up, and I think she's going to be very hard to beat.
0: Good luck, punters. If you're taking any short odds on the weekend, be a little bit wary. I reckon the track could
1: be very playful again.
0: But look, good luck if you are having a play. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. All the best, guys. Cheers.